this week, a lot of new developments were made in the Trump impeachment, as well as the NBA catches flack for not wanting to face the controversy of Hong Kong. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Welcome to our, uh, what was it, what is it, our 15th episode? Yeah, 15th episode, five episodes, and we're down to 20. Uh, super close to the season finale of this year, um, but but this week we've got some, uh, some great stuff. A lot of this is about impeachment stuff, so get your hats ready. So there's a few latest uh, growing uh, developments in the impeachment story um, from the last, like, two weeks. So the the White House uh, blocks the testimony of America's uh, EU ambassador Gordon Sondland. Uh, a lot of people pointed to that and said uh, that was not unconstitutional, but it's it, it's making it very suspicious for people. Um, in the latest White House move, uh, the White House announced in a defiant letter to the House, to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Um, came just hours after the administration blocked the testimony of U.S. Ambassador to the EU, Gordon Sondland. Um, so, there's one thing, because this is kind of related to that. Um, before we get to that, I want to talk about the rest of these few uh, developments. So, they blocked the testimony of the of America's European Union Ambassador, Gordon Sondland, which, like, which a lot like the China thing for me last week, um, it raises questions about... Uh, about the legitimacy of Trump's claims at this point. Um, and, and it's, it's making, it, it, it makes me question. It makes me legitimately question an impeachment, que- uh, an impeachment uh, idea because at first, you know, me being playing devil's advocate, I said, okay, uh, illegal stuff Trump did. And then I did some information, did some research on Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son. And I was like, well, there are serious suspicious claims and certain suspicious actions that took place while while Biden was vice president and while his son worked for this company. Um, but when it, when Trump gets this defensive of himself, uh, just like any person, it raises for me a serious question of, are you trying to hide something? Because if there was nothing to hide, he wouldn't be trying to convince you there's nothing to hide. But then again, we don't live in a magic fairy universe where everyone is smart. Maybe it's just because Trump's kind of, you know, not all there. And so the man um, is just really defensive of himself. That I can believe because he's been defensive of himself from the very beginning. Even with claims that at this point we know are false, um, Trump was incredibly defensive of himself just because he's Trump. So there, this could easily be another situation like that where Trump never actually did anything wrong and there was, there, it's, you know a thin line like we um like I said in my in I think it's episode 13 or episode 14 one of the previous two episodes 
Yeah, it's episode 13, I think. And, um, so, but when he does, so this could be another case like that. It could be like, it's a thin line. Everything we theorized in episode 13 is right. And Trump's just being defensive because he's Trump. So he's being defensive. But, um, it could also, taking the stuff we know about psychology and criminals and people who commit crimes, this could also easily be Trump actually trying to hide something and using his power as president to do that. Which, you know, if the case, then yeah, of course he deserves to be impeached. If not if not for the initial crime, then for trying to hide uh, the crime or try to stop the inquiry itself. Um, but... We can't just assume that that's a, that's the case. That's that's what a lot of uh, people on the left like to do. Um, they like to just assume, yep, yeah, this is right. It just has to be right. But it doesn't. Because we know Trump. We know the situation. So there is suspicious stuff going on there. But it's, there's, you know, people just didn't look into it. And Obama had re- good reasons, I think, not to look into it. Um, but then again, Trump's being over-defensive. So that's, it's a huge problem. A second whistleblower comes forward claiming they have evidence that they magically won't share until the last minute, I'm sure. So, second whistleblower comes out, uh, another person from the intelligence field saying, I've got stuff on Trump. I've got to admit it. Boom. I've got stuff. Um, The whistleblower thing, listen, until... We see these whistleblowers, and until we get their information, I'm not just going to say, ah, people said they saw, they saw stuff and heard stuff. That obviously means it's right. No, I, I'm not just going to do that. because, And I don't care if high members of the government say, oh yeah, they're right. Because at this point, high members of the government are, are doing childish and ridiculous things. There's no point in trusting any of them. Think about it. If they're right, if Trump committed a crime... Then the man's. Then we've got a president who's using his power as president to not only politicize his own impeachment inquiry as a voting tactic for 2020, should he be allowed to run, but his opponents are also acting just as childish and using it against him for their candidacy in 2020. What I call this whole thing, they've turned this serious, super serious um, question against the president of the United freaking states into a political game to play. We've turned it into this childish, you know, uh, Republicans versus Democrats, conservatives versus liberals game, which, mind you, is really freaking stupid when you think, when you think about it, if you can think. When you realize that the highest officials in your country are playing a game against each other because, oh, they hate each other so much. At this point, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, just like the first one, I'm sure we're not going to get 100% at, like, here's what it is. Here's my hard concrete proof. Trump broke the law until, like, the last minute. And when we get it, it's either going to break it or make it. Um, So, it's either going to make it. Or we're going to get, like, another conspiracy theory. Just like like everything else they keep presenting against Trump. Which is really annoying. Because if there's something bad Trump did, I want to see it. I don't need this long, drawn-out story that has inconsistent plot holes in them to try and convince me Trump is a bad person. If you have... If we have foolproof evidence that isn't just a stereotype, a straw man, or a conspiracy theory, give it to me. Let me see it. Because that's something a person deserves to be impeached for. And I won't lie to you, I would not be surprised if Trump did something like that. 
but he, but there's it's never nothing's ever come up. So how am I supposed to believe you? Oh, because you said it. Oh, fantastic! You're leaving me to believe a human being. You know, the one race that has lied the most out of every other race of anything that's ever existed in the history of this planet. Sure, I'll believe you. Um, but it's all it. It's all become one giant political game, and let's face it, politicians love it. Um, they love that you are playing it, and they love your family members are playing it, and they love that the people are playing it because it's distracting us from issues that actually matter. If we just keep playing the Democrats versus Republicans game, or in this case, uh, the Democrats versus Trump game, um, then we're going to, then that's just that, that's just how it is. You know, you're not going to be able to focus on things that could actually be helpful in the future. Um... And, and they absolutely they adore that. They absolutely love it when you do that stuff. Um, real quick, I just, want, I just reminded you because I forgot to remind you at the beginning. Make sure to become a member today. That's $8 every month for live stream access. Entrance into the mailbag where you can send questions, comments, and debates. And you get every episode in full length as well as much more. Uh, and by every episode in full length, I don't mean audio, I mean video. Because you already get every episode in full length if you go to our website and you listen to the show. Which, mind you, is probably the only way you're listening to this thing right now. Um, but we are posting things to YouTube, I think. We've tried. I don't know. If, yeah, I think we are. Um, but it's only like a portion of the episode, uh, but full episodes, you get those by doing, becoming a member. And if you're a veteran or active service, you get 50% off. So that's four bucks every month. Um, very, very low price, mind you, uh, for one of these things. Uh, also make sure to follow my Twitter and my Instagram. They're both at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H. That's at Huey Noah. So another thing that came up, um, in the impeachment inquiry is China naturally declines Trump's suspicious question to investigate the Bidens. Like I mentioned last week, um, Trump's question, Trump asking China to investigate the Bidens was the first thing that made me go, it raised a red flag. It was the first thing that made me actually think, is something going on here? Before, I was thinking, ah, oh, it's all politically motivated, which mind you, it still is. Everything is politically motivated right now in the impeachment. The impeachment's politically motivated, most definitely. If there's evidence that actually is going to, that's impeachable, that isn't just a conspiracy theory in there that we just don't know about yet, which I wouldn't know why we wouldn't know about it yet. Um, but say there is stuff in there that doesn't take away from the fact that this is most 100% definitely politically motivated. There is no way Nancy Pelosi is doing this simply because there's evidence that shows he's a bad person. We know that, I know this, you know this, Nancy Pelosi does not like Trump. She does not want to see him win 2020. So when this thing came along, whether it was true or not, she most definitely went, yes, let's get this guy out of office so that he's not my problem anymore. Um, but, uh, so Trump last week, uh, like nonchalantly in an interview said, by the way, I think China should also investigate the Bidens. And, you know, last week I talked about it and I said, well, wait a minute, that kind of raises a serious question. And of course, with all this extra defensiveness from the White House, I most definitely am, am coming around to the idea because... Again, we know psychology. When people do something bad, they often do things like get really defensive of themselves um, and try every which way to get the, the conversation somewhere else. However, there's a few uh, pro problems to this theory. Trump isn't trying to get the conversation somewhere else. He's doing exactly what I uh, said in episode, like two episodes ago, two weeks ago. He said, um, or he's, he's using it for, for the election. He's politicizing it. Um, he, and, so, and so are the Democrats. Don't get me wrong. The Democrats are doing it, Republicans are doing it, everyone's doing it. Um, 
but he's not exactly drawing the attention away from it. In fact, he's drawing the attention directly towards it. He wants you to know that the Democrats want him impeached, and he wants you to know that it's wrong, that it's a wrongful impeachment. Because if you think it's a wrongful impeachment, you're not only not going to vote for a Democrat in 2020, so long as they say they support a Trump impeachment, at least I hope, um, you're probably going to become more defensive of Trump himself. And Trump knows this, okay? He might be, he might be a little, you know, a little lost, but he's not all that stupid, okay? I mean, let's face it, if the man still is richer than you, then he's done something right. Uh, besides being born in a rich family, which is probably a huge step up for him. But if he was really stupid enough, he would have lost it all by now. And he almost did, so. But, um, this, but China naturally declines. They naturally go, no. Um, then again, of course they do. You know, China's busy oppressing their people and uh, invading Hong Kong, so they don't really have time to investigate uh, some random old white guy that they don't really care about. Um, and if that doesn't work, you know, Democrats are saying, let's just reopen the Mueller investigation. A lot of Democrats right now believe that if we reopen the Mueller investigation, like 100%, we're going to find something that magically will say, you know, here's an impeachable offense. But Mueller himself said it. Um, which, again, I don't know why people, why Republicans hated him so much. Um, I don't really know why right-wingers did not like him. I, you know, they just didn't like, they didn't like him because he was investigating Papa Trump. Um, (laughs) that's really the best reason I can think of why people on the right were very upset at Trump. Um, but most definitely reopening the, but he found basically nothing. What he said in the report, and this isn't word for word, but I remember it because it was this big deal and I talked about it on the show. Um, He talks about how the evidence was few and far between. Basically what I always say, it was a conspiracy theory, at best. At best, the original Trump inquiry by uh, Mueller was a a conspiracy theory that had a few things in it that made you go, hmm, questioning, um, but not enough for you to go, this definitely happened. Now, of course, if you are living in the stereotype culture that we live in today, where we just kind of, you know, assign people to identities and then use those identities to make stereotypes about people, then you most definitely went, uh, 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 see that little small piece of evidence that if you think about it the right way might possibly put them as a criminal, put them in jail. Yeah, that's definitely 100% true. Um, so... You know, if if this impeachment offense doesn't get something, or, or even while it is, um, while they're doing it, uh, Democrats, many Democrats, especially a lot of our 2020 candidates, are saying, uh, reopen the Mueller investigation and uh, use that uh, against Trump. But again, I do not think there's going to be anything against him in there. I don't think there's going to be much. It's going to be more conspiracy theory stuff. Uh, and one of the last, uh, like, updates on the impeachment is Republicans, uh, almost afraid that someone impartial will spill something, say that Trump's personal lawyer should testify. That doesn't make any sense, but that's, that's, I think you pronounce it Giolani. Um, uh, they say he should have, and uh, that's ridiculous. Um, that's why I wrote it as Republicans afraid that someone impartial will spill something, say Trump's personal lawyer. Nobody who has a personal tie to Trump, I think, should testify because they're probably going to you know, go against him. Of course, we had, um, what's his name, Cohen, who supposedly came out against him, but, you know, even Cohen only had, like, a conspiracy theory uh, to bring to the table, and it was very, it was far and few between, again, it was far and few between. 
Um, but this is this is just really sad on Republicans' part. Republican pa- Republicans' part, because um, it's clearly not. It's just not. It's not. It's nothing. It means nothing. Uh, our next piece of news: a White House official. The White House officially says it will not cooperate with the House and ask them unpolitely to abandon the inquiry. So. The White House refused Tuesday to turn over internal documents regarding Ukraine being sought up by the House Democrats, says the Trump administration dug against their impeachment inquiry. In a defiant letter that echoed the president's recent impeachment messaging, accusing Democrats of violating the Constitution and civil liberties and attempting to overturn the results of the 2016 election, which, let me be clear, there is no doubt that, again, and, and this is the second half of that, there's no doubt that this has some political motivation behind it. There's no doubt they want him out of office because they don't like him. That is 100% true. However, there could be the possibility of legitimate evidence, and that has to be, I think, searched. Especially with how defensive Trump is getting, I'm saying it's not, I don't think it's that bad to look into it, because there could be something in there, but but thus far, nothing uh, convincing has showed up for me. The White House said it would not comply with the request from the House Democrats because they were conducting an invalid investigation. Uh, quote, never before in our history has the House of Representatives under the control of either political party taken the American people down the dangerous path you seem determined to pursue, White House counsel Pat, S- I don't know if it's Capolon, Capolon wrote. The move was l- the latest demonstration of a White House strategy of almost universal resistance taking shape in its efforts to stime, stymie the Democratic investigation into whether President Donald Trump used the power of his office to pressure U- Ukraine to investigate 2020 rival Joe Biden. Uh, again, like I said two weeks ago, it could be that, but from the phone call, from Zelensky's words, from the people who were legitimately involved, excluding Trump, because Trump will say anything, but from all the other parties involved and from the material evidence that has resurf- has surfaced as of I think Wednesday last week or the week before um, it's not it's not very sound to this theory there is other stuff that came up but again conspiracy theories there's text between Trump's lawyers and stuff like that but that's a bunch of arrogant guys versus the actual phone call I'm going to believe the first-hand account rather than a second-hand account from a bunch of arrogant lawyers. I said this last week. Uh, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, who has been spearheading much of the inquiry, blasted the administration later Tuesday, quote, the, ho- the White House says there is nothing wrong with pressuring a foreign government to, an in- to intervene in a U.S. election. He wrote in a tweet, they say they will not cooperate with an impeachment inquiry unless it's on their terms. They mean the president is above the law. The Constitution says otherwise. Again, uh, this is just a Democrat being a Democrat, um, the same way a Republican would, and stere- and simplifying the issue by about a million times, uh, using straw men and stereotypes, and just assuming what they believe is true, when in reality, uh, there it could lean either way, I think, uh, that's more realistic. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also responded to the letter Tuesday, accusing the president of, quote, trying to make a lawless... Uh, make lawlessness a virtue, end quote. Quote, this letter is, manifested, is manifestly wrong and simply un- another unlawful attempt to hide the fact that the Trump administration's brazen efforts to pressure foreign powers to intervene in the 2020 elections, end quote. Pelosi wrote, quote, despite the White House's stonewalling, we see a growing body of evidence that shows President Trump abused his office and violated his oath to protect, preserve, and defend the Constitution, end quote. Again, this is all, it's, it's, it's Democrats being Democrats the same way Republicans would and simplifying the issue, uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, stereotyping and strawmanning it, 
um, to fit a political narrative. This is not a, 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 not an acute, an objective fact. Like I said, according to the actual evidence that is realistic at this point, it could go either way. And thus far, the actual evidence, minus Trump's lawyers being big-headed and stupid, like Trump's lawyers would do, uh, we've got the phone call that doesn't imply much. It mostly asks about some conspiracy theory with some cloud strike thing, and then asking about Joe Biden's son and whether or not Biden investigated or Biden uh, held up a, a billion dollars in foreign aid, which, mind you, in a closed probe, he revealed that he did do, so that most definitely happened because he, he admitted it. Um, as well as President Zelensky comes out and says it was a perfectly fine conversation, but nobody listens to President Zelensky because, well, we can't take his word for it, evidently, because, you know, he was, I don't know, I guess it's because he's right-wing or something like that. Um, and then, of course, there's the stuff of Trump being overly defensive, and that's me saying, hold on just a second now, that could actually be, like, why are you so defensive? I mean, Wednesday... They they uh, pushed not uh, doing or pushed releasing the the transcript of the phone call specifically for the reason of showing that they're not afraid of being investigated because if they're not afraid of being investigated there's nothing to find but right after releasing that the, the White House got incredibly defensive of the House of Representatives for looking into Trump showing a little more cowardice and I think and in my opinion revealing maybe what might be a legitimate impeachment inquiry uh, than what I thought when originally, when they had released the phone call. Um, but again, all the evidence uh, against him right now is mostly a bunch of loosely stringed together conspiracy theories, so I'm going to be a little tough on them, uh, on the Democrats, and I'm not going to immediately believe the accusations thus far. Uh, once again, like she's done a million times, Pelosi warned that Trump was not above the law and then continued, uh, and that continued efforts to hide Trump's abuse of power would be regarded as further evidence of obstruction, which, uh, if, if stuff that is not just loose conspiracy theory comes out, um, then this can be used. If, if more substantial evidence comes out, then this most definitely will be used against him. Um, and I'm sure they've already put it in their record anyway. Um, let's see. It says here that, uh, there's little in the constitution outlining how impeachment should be carried out. The document merely states broadly that the house shall have the sole power of impeachment and that the Senate shall have the power, um, to try all impeachments. Um, I, I could talk to you about the political, uh, aspects of this impeachment. Um, you know, with a house controlled by Democrats right now. It's going to be a swift process by them to completely just push this as hard as possible because of political partisanship. But at the same time, since the House is the one hearing these people, we're, again, most definitely going to... Um, it's controlled by Republicans right now. We're going to see the Republicans fight against the Democrats while trying all impeachments. Uh, but they are right. Uh, it, the article was right in saying that the Constitution does not have a lot... Um, about uh, impeachment other than the president will be impeached for certain offenses uh, and breaking the law and stuff like that. So it's a very broad term and it's very hard to um, to talk about or to uh, introduce. So our next piece of news, uh, a Republican co uh, representative, 
uh, Ralph Abram, introduces a resolution to supposedly expel Nancy Pelosi from the House. <laughs> this is pretty sad, in my opinion. This is most definitely politically motivated. He clearly got mad and went, let's find a way to get her out of this place. But let me read you this. So a Louisiana Republican congressman introduced a resolution Tuesday to expel Speaker Pelosi um, from House of Representatives, the latest sign that frustration in the GOP's building as Democrats continue their impeachment inquiry against President Trump astute observation most definitely a really astute observation that the uh, the republicans are a little pissed off that uh the democrats are still trying to push against trump or let me be, let me correct that they're still mad that the democrats are trying to uh do anything against papa trump and uh they just they cannot stand it which is ridiculous and this is this is no exception. So, uh, Representative Ralph Abrams' resolution stands no realistic chance of passing in the Democratic-controlled House, That first of all. Likewise, Republicans have argued that Democrats' potential articles of impeachment are all but certain to stall if they ever reach the Senate. Like I said, Republicans are going to hold this thing, and they're going to hold it as long as possible until, you know, Trump's just won the election again. Nancy Pelosi's vicious crusade against our lawfully elected president is nothing more than a politically motivated witch hunt and must be stopped. Basic uh, Republican echo chambering right there from Abraham. I do agree that there is definitely 100% political motivation in there, um, and the evidence is mostly conspiracy theories. Um, but I do think there could be legitimacy to their argument, given that the White House and Trump himself has become incredibly defensive of this, while also using it to his political advantage, if that makes sense. Uh, quote, she has disgraced the people's house and weaponized the speaker's gavel for her party's political gain. End quote. Again, I 100% agree with that last sentence. This has most definitely got 100% political motivation behind it to get rid of Donald Trump. There is no doubt that the House and the Democrats just want him out of there because they don't like him. I think this is something that any moderate can agree on, that it, it's they don't like him and they want him out. Obviously. However, while they saw these few strings of uh, conspiracy theories and went, mm, we can make something there, when Trump starts actually defending himself and getting over-defensive about it, um, it raises serious questions. Now, we could talk about how the thing with the Mueller investigation was similar. However, I personally, and I could be wrong, but personally, I don't feel like he got as defensive with the Mueller investigation. I, I just don't see that level of defensiveness coming from Trump or the administration. Whereas this time around, it's like there's much more of a push directly blocking um, testimonies from people who, who the House is trying to investigate to try and get some more information on this. So here's what I think is happening. Democrats, like they have been for the past... Why can I not count? Like, four years, three years, just don't like Trump and they want him out of there. This is obvious. Democrats and, and liberals, they just want him out of, out, of the, out of the White House. So they saw a few conspiracy theories. Something rose up where it's a pretty innocent conversation, uh, minus, like, Joe Biden's name being in there somewhere and the word investigate. Um... And so they thought, we can make something out of this. So they started stringing together a few conspiracy theories. They came out with it. But then Trump got super defensive of it. He released the uh, the transcript, which kind of relieved everyone's efforts. And then they found some more stuff. A second whistleblower showed up. They started getting a few little things. And next thing you know, Trump's getting really defensive of himself. So I think 
The Democrats were just trying to find a way to get rid of Trump, and then Trump accidentally outed himself. Possibly. Again, I do not think this is 100% what happened, because I'm not going to sit here and just assume things, because I'm not stupid. I don't make snap judgments on things, because that's what stupid people do. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying it could go either way, and that it, it, it could go either way. Abraham added that House Democrats spent nearly three years obsessed with election meddling only to dwarf any such efforts with their own deceitful plan to nullify the 2016 election and prevent President Trump from winning in 2020. I've introduced a resolution calling for her to be expelled from the House and for the Speaker's office to be vacated. Fox News is told that the resolution has been clo closely held and hasn't secured many Republican co-sponsors, but Abraham's office expects it to gain traction. By the way, this is, um, how old is this? Three days ago. Last updated two days ago. So, it, it, it's 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 only been a little while. Um, let's just talk about what he's doing. The text of the resolution simply reads uh, that that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2, clause, clause 2 of the United States Constitution, Representative Nancy Pelosi be, and she hereby is, expelled from the United States from the House Representatives and the Office of Speaker is declared to be vacant. That constitutional clause holds that each House may determine the rules of, the, of its proceedings, punish its members for disorderly behavior, and, with the concurrence of two-thirds, expel a member. Um, more stuff from Abraham and stuff like that uh, and Gordon Sondland. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Abraham is saying... I suppose what he's saying here is um, maybe disorderly behavior, um, but that's I think it's disorderly behavior that he's trying to push for here. But I don't think this is this is very legitimate. This is like if the Trump uh, impeachment was like even less than it already was, um, and that's just it's just sad. <laughs> it's just sad on the Republicans' part. Uh, Republicans' part. Republicans part? Yeah, that's how you say it. Republicans part. Um, and I just, I think it's silly. I think it's incredibly silly. And um, it's just, I don't think anyone should take it incredibly seriously. Uh, because it's just, it's just Republicans being mad that Democrats are trying to uh, fight against Papa Trump. Trump. You know, Republicans, ever since Trump got elected, has been kissing the man's boot, for the most part, you know, all the way through. And it's, it's just sad. It's just really, really sad. Uh, so, also related to this, a new poll shows that the majority of people support an impeachment vote in uh, the House. Um, so, a new poll indicates that the majority of Americans support the move by congressional Democrats to begin an impeachment inquiry in the President Trump of the Ukraine contro controversy. By the way, this poll is about three days old. Um, so it, it's relatively new. So most people right now, whereas about two weeks ago, most people were against an impeachment inquiry and how I was saying this is going to be very bad politically for the Democrats coming 20, come 2020. Well, th with this new poll coming, with this new poll, how the majority of Americans right now are in favor of an impeachment inquiry because, and I think it's for the same reason, reason I just said uh, a little, uh, a few minutes ago about how Trump got incredibly defensive and kind of outed himself. Um, I think a lot of people saw that and are now in favor of it. Myself, I'm in favor of this impeachment inquiry now. I think it should be looked into because there may very well be some sort of legitimate thing that will pop up. And I think if there's anything legitimate that should come up, I think it should be investigated, most definitely. Um, let's see. 
And the Washington Post scholar in the Washington Post Scott Scar School survey, which was released Tuesday, shows that just under half the people questioned say the House should vote to impeach the president. But in a warning signed to Democrats by a 50 to 46 percent margin, Americans say the impeachment proceedings are distracting Congress from more important issues. Again, political motivation. I think most people are actually seeing it. A lot of people are seeing this and saying this is kind of just like a lot of political stuff that most of us don't really care about. We've got real problems coming on. 58% 58% of those questioned on the survey said they support the inquiry, with 49% indicating the House should vote to impeach the president. But, uh, yeah, 38% of those questions said they oppose the impeachment inquiry by the House Democrats. If the Democrat-controlled House votes to impeach Trump, the trial remove, the president would likely take place in a GOP-controlled uh, Senate. And it just goes on to talk about that. Interesting uh, interesting uh, news. Um, and uh, it's going to—it's it's interesting— I agree that the House should vote about impeaching the president. I think they should just just do it because I, they've gotten so defensive of themselves that I've got just about enough of me thinking this could be serious. Uh, again, people made predispositions, predispositions the minute Pelosi said we're going to investigate because that's what people do. Um uh, Democrats and liberals all across the country just went, oh, oh, obviously he committed a crime because of these conspiracy theories. Um, personally, I, I played, I try to play devil's advocate, and that's what I'm doing here when I say I think maybe we should investigate the impeachment inquiry because right now, it honestly looks like it could go either way. And should stuff come up, like legitimate stuff that says, hey, Trump did this, then it has to be investigated. And we have to take into account that Trump tried to stop it because... This could be a case where a president uh, not only successfully blocks his own impeachment int- attempt, um, but uh, gets uh, away with it. Our next piece of news. So the NBA struggles to find the balance between free speech and China's sensitivities. So the NBA got a lot of flack recently because the I think it's the general manager of the of the Rockets came out in support of the Hong Kong protests. Well, liberals got upset, you know, people got upset at him, and the NBA, doing kind of like how YouTube does, did not like the controversy um, because they want to be a boring, generic country, a country, company, um, that just adheres to, like, every freaking person in the universe because, well, because they, they understand that people need things to come together for. And so they did not like the, uh, the political thing. So they... Remove the, the guy from his position, and uh, conservatives and, and right-wingers uh, got upset. Um, they got upset. They accused them of bowing down to um, uh, China and their oppressive um, regime um, and stuff like that, when in reality, I think it's just the, what I think it's just the NBA uh, not wanting to be controversial, which is completely understandable. Because it's the NBA. They're supposed to be like this. It, it, it's basketball. We're trying to like be a middle ground for people just to sit down and enjoy their time. And you can't do that when your team managers are are causing a ruckus. But at the same time, the man deserves to get to express his opinion. People should not be afraid to say, hey, I support this thing and think, oh, well, I guess I don't have a job anymore. That's not, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to anyone in that position to say, you don't have a right to free speech, 
because you work for this company and we don't like people, um, people saying things that are controversial. The National Basketball Association continued to dig deeper into a public relations hole today as an executive shut down a question from a CNN anchor on the league's China problem. CNN's Christina McFarlane, uh, McFarlane was cut off at a Japan press conference after an exhibition game between the Houston Rockets and, Tor- and Toronto Raptors. The Rockets have been a center of dispute that started when one of its executives, General Manager Daryl Morey, tweeted support for the pro-democracy demonstrations in Hong Kong. McFarlane attempted to ask Rockets stars uh, James Horton and Russell Westbrook whether they f- uh, would feel comfortable speaking on uh, on political and social issues in the future after the uproar from, in, from China in reaction to Morey and the events of this week because China got mad. Forgot to mention that China got mad, the country, and of course they did, of course, because you know, you're gonna remember the NBA's got stuff in China, and so China's like, hey, how dare you support democracy? Um, uh, the unidentified Rockets media relations person stopped them from answering, even though only Harden appeared to ready, ready to respond, saying that basketball questions only were um, the only permissible paths. The incident was yet another stain on the league's effort to find a balance between. Pr- palisading China and avoiding further outraging those who feel the league has been somewhat mealy-mouthed in its defense of free speech. Tim Frank, an NBA senior vice an NBA senior vice president later called CNN's McFarland to apologize according to several reports. You can bet the question will be asked again, if not by CNN, then by others. Despite its attempts to squelch uncomfortable questions on China, the NBA and its Chinese partners face an uphill battle to mend fences on multiple fronts. So far, uh, I evidently I'm being redirected back to my article in six seconds. Oh, Deadline likes to promote its own website while you're reading their articles. So that's nice. Or was I? Yes. Uh, on multiple fronts. So, so far the NBA merchandise has been stripped from Chinese stores. Banners touting in... Toting? Toting? Toting NBA exhibitions have been taken down. Plans to televise and stream games have been halted. And advertising and sponsorships placed on hold. China's social media has also voiced its outrage at perceived interference in its domestic problems. China's mad that, that someone, that the NBA, let a guy have an opinion that says, I don't like how China's being oppressive. Obviously. And obviously an oppressive government is going to be mad that people don't like that they're being oppressive. That this is going to happen. But it's a huge problem for NBA because the NBA doesn't want to feel like that they're that they're excluding an entire country of fans. But that's what they feel like they're doing. And so that's why they're fighting against it, which is why I can't sit here and say, uh, the NBA just bounced down to China. No, it's them not wanting to cause a controversy and lose an entire country's worth of fans because one guy stated a pretty blatant fact that China's government is oppressive. But it's a weird thing with China's government. You can't say, hey, you're oppressive to that guy, but we all know it. We all know it, we just don't call them out for it. And those of us who do often get attacked. Um, reports indicate China currently contributes 10% of the NBA's at revenue, another problem, and represents or represented a growing and coveted market. Now, that's in limbo. The Los Angeles Lakers and Brooklyn Nets, owned by Hong Kong resident and uh, Alibaba founder uh, Joe Josai, I can't remember. I can never remember how T's are pronounced in names. I think it's it, when it's T S A I. I think it's Zai. Played a game Thursday in Shanghai, but the only people who saw it were ticket holders and outside of the arena. Protesters denounced the NBA. Things were so bad that former Houston Rockets star and Hall of, of Famer 
Yao Ming, who helped the NBA build a bridge to China and stoked his country's enthusiasm for the game, skipped an appearance. Ming is the president of the Chinese Basketball Association and a key to ongoing partnerships. In the U.S., NBA Commissioner Adam Silver's lukewarm defense of free speech has won him little support. No less than President Trump noted that the league, which has shammed the White House and has been out which has shunned the White House and has been outspoken in its opposition to many aspects of his administration, had no problem previously speaking up. He particularly targeted Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr, who refused to answer a question on China. Quote, he couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, 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 I don't know. I don't know, Trump said. He didn't know how to answer the question, and yet he'll talk about the United States very badly. Trump also had words for San Antonio coach uh, Greg Popovich. I wanted Pop. I watched Popovich. Sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared. Actually, Trump said, "But they talk badly about the United States. But when it talks about China, they don't want anything to say anything bad." I thought it was pretty sad. Actually, it'll be very interesting. Uh, and this is Trump kind of doing the same thing that a lot of right wingers and Democrats are doing right now, or Republicans are doing right now. Um, Kind of like saying the NBA is bowing down to China, yet they're okay with, uh, like, ripping into America. This is probably because, well, it's a good, it's a good question. Because, it's a good question. It's hard to understand why. In terms of, like, why, you know... It's most definitely because they have a good relation with China. China contributes 10% of the revenue. That's, that's, a, that's a fair amount. Um, and they're trying to build this bridge of relations with China. They're trying to build a fan base there, uh, thanks to stars like Yao Ming and stuff like that. So I feel like this is a lot because just China wants to be a middleman. And, or not China, uh, the NBA. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like the NBA is trying to do that kind of we're not here to take a side. Just everyone sit back, relax, and watch some football. Or basketball. <laughs> and watch some basketball. And just sit back and watch. And relax. And just have a good time. I, f- I think that's what they're trying to do. And so when stuff like this happens, they have a hard time doing it. But it's a good... It's a good point that Trump makes when he says that they're okay with letting their people completely rip into the United States when they don't like what they do, but when China does something they don't like and someone speaks out against it, that guy gets fired. It's an interesting point because you'd think if the theory of them wanting to be middlemen kind of whatever uh, is true, then they wouldn't be okay with that either because they know they probably have conservative uh, Republican types who watch basketball and who probably, and who most definitely actually get very upset when people say that. So it brings up an, it brings up an interesting point, uh, on Trump's part. Personally, you know, I don't watch basketball, basketball very often. I hope they work it out at best. Um, and that's just, that's just that. Uh, one more time, I want to remind you to become a member today. That's $8 every month for live stream access and entrance into the mailbag where you can send questions, comments, and debates, as well as you get every episode in full length, as well as much more, and that's 50% off for veterans and active service. That's $4. Uh, also, make sure to follow my Twitter and my Instagram. They're both at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-E-Y at Huey Noah. So, our final piece here, another hard one. Uh, Trump is slammed for pulling out of Syria as immediately after the Kurds are attacked. Uh, lawmakers decry uh, 
the U.S. pullback as Turkey begins Syria military action. So, Democrats and Republicans... Lost my thought. Democrats and Republicans alike slammed President Trump on Wednesday after Turkey launched a military operation in northern Syria three days after Trump announced that he was withdrawing U.S. troops from the country's border region. Lawmakers from both parties warned that Trump's move was dangerous, dangerous, with some predicting that it would only bolster the Islamic State militant group. Senator Lindsey Graham, our uh, Republican for South Carolina, defense hawk and Trump ally. This this guy, let me tell you that Graham, huge Trump boot kisser huge Trump boot kisser. This guy was able to say that this is, quote, a disaster in the making, talking on the Turkey uh, entering northern Syria and Trumping out. He says, pray for our Kurdish allies who have been shamelessly abandoned by the Trump administration. This move ensures the reemergence of ISIS. Um... Graham wrote that he would lead an effort in Congress to make Turkish President uh, Recep, Recep, I don't know how to pronounce names, look at me, Tayyip Erdogan, Tayyip Erdogan pay a heavy price for the uh, incursion into Syria and urge Trump to change the course while there was still time by going back to the safe zone concept that was working. Later Wednesday, the South Carolina senator said that he and Senator Chris Van Hollen, Democrat, uh, I just blanked out. I don't even remember the name of the state. Uh, they had agreed uh, to legislation to sanction uh, Erdogan and his top officials' U.S. assets, as well as those uh, pursuing military and uh, energy transactions with Turkey unless the country ends its operation in Syria. He talks about that. In an interview with Axos on Tuesday night, Graham said of Trump, I think he's putting the nation at risk, and I think he's putting his presidency at risk. Uh, Van Hollen wrote on Twitter earlier Wednesday that the sanctions... Uh, that the sanctions legislation was being finalized. Senators on both sides of the aisle won't support abandoning the one regional group most responsible for putting ISIS on its heels, he wrote. Uh, Representative Will Hurd, a Republican for Texas, tweeted out in response to a threat from Graham to sanction Turkey, just as the Kurds had our backs against ISIS, we must have theirs. The U.S. must do whatever it takes to hold Turkey accountable for compromising our security. Uh, Representative Liz Cheney, Republican Wyoming, uh, the, the House Republican Conference Chair and daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, who advocated for the invasion of Iraq in 2003, tweeted Wednesday, News from Syria is sickening, tur- sickening Turkish troops prepared to invade Syria from the north, Russian-backed uh, forces from the south, ISIS fighters attacking uh, Raqqa. Impossible to understand why real Donald Trump is leaving America's allies to be slaughtered and enabling the return of ISIS. Uh... Uh, uh, shoot. And Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, released a statement saying that she had saying she had said on Monday that Trump's decision to abandon the Kurds, our major major ally in fighting against ISIS, was a terribly unwise. Today we are seeing consequences of that terrible decision. And the reports of Turkish strikes in Syria are accurate. Accurate. I fear uh, our allies, uh, the Kurds. Uh, would be slaughtered. As the, de- as the denunciations from lawmakers mounted, the White House responded with a statement from Trump that said the United States did not endorse the invasion uh, and had made it clear to Turkey that it, this operation was a bad idea. From the first day I entered the political arena, I made it clear that I did not want to fight these endless, senseless wars, especially those that didn't benefit the United States. So, this issue is pretty big. And what I've seen so far in the past, like, two or three days People, again, follow the stereotype culture, and, you know, if you're for pulling it out, 
you're seen as a you have the blood of the Kurds who are being killed, one of our biggest allies in fighting ISIS. The blood that Syria has um or as Turkey uh has spilled, it's on your hands. You let it happen. You you're you're complying with it. If you're against it, you are seen as someone who loves war, loves death, and all the casualties of fighting against Turkey from getting from getting our allies. It's your fault. You agree with it. It's basically the same thing, but opposite. It, it's stereotypes and straw men and stuff like that, obviously. Uh, people on both sides, you know, just attacking each other. Um, it's, a, it's a hard thing. Because, no, we don't like senseless, endless wars. We don't. They cost a bunch of money, and there's lots of death. But at the same time, the minute we pulled out, we saw our allies get get attacked by Turkey, and it's it kind it's it puts a kind of shame to the to our to these allies. It, it makes us it's almost as if we don't care. There's not been a lot of talk from the Kurds that I've, that I know about of them saying anything about this. I think they're just trying to like not die right now, and um. It's hard to, for me personally, it's hard to make a sound decision and go, here's what I think. Because both arguments have relatively good points. No, we do not want to fight the endless wars. We do not want to have the, the countless casualties of the people fighting uh, for supposedly no reason. But we also, we, it's almost like we just kind of, left these allies in the dust. One of the greatest allies we've had um, against fighting ISIS, we just kind of left them there. And now Turkey's at them. Shoot, forgot the name. Someone's at them. And these ISIS uh, attackers in the south, I think, are at them. We may very well, we might see ISIS regrow. It could happen. I'm not, I'm not going to, it's not impossible. So it's hard to say. I, it's hard to say. I think that's the reasonable answer to that. It's just hard to say. Because either way, we're, there's going to be casualty. Now, whether or not these casualties are on our hands, the casualties of whether of staying and letting people fight or leaving and letting just people die is, is its own thing. It's its own debate. But for me personally, leaving the Kurds is kind of... It, it, it's leaving these people who have helped us a lot in fighting ISIS. Um, but staying is a never-ending just war, just constant fighting war, and that's just as bad to me as abandoning our allies. So it's hard to make a legitimate decision without going, well, wait a minute, what about this? So, uh, you decide for yourself, because I don't know. Uh, but that's all for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening in. Uh, again, make sure if you want to become a member, that's uh, $8 every month uh, for live stream access, entrance into the mailbag where you can send questions, comments, and debates, and every episode in full length as well as much more. That's 50% off for veterans and active service. That's $4. Thank you so much. Also, make sure to follow my Twitter and my Instagram. They're both at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H. That's at Huey Noah. Thanks so much for listening in. And Juan, I hope you enjoyed that great new Halloween theme song. And uh, I'll see you hopefully next week. Thanks so much.